Today's passage is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth. And one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and, and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. But the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy On all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Last week, we were in Luke 6 with those famous words from Jesus, Blessed are the poor and the hungry and the weeping. And we talked about how those verses only really makes sense when us as disciples choose to seek out the hurt and the weeping and the poor and the hungry. We seek them out to care for them because we know God's love. We want to cover them in God's love. And it's because we hear Christ's call in that same passage to do unto others as we would have them do to us. I like that passage because it gives us like a set list of things that we can do as disciples. But then we get to today's passage from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, and we're faced with a prophetic passage, a vision of what is to come. So what do we do with this passage? What is it that God is trying to tell us from a passage of what will be? To better understand this passage, I want us to back up and to look at the verses that lead up to this. Because the first seven opening verses of chapter 65, God is angry and hurt. 
because his people time and again had turned their back on God. They had rejected him. They had turned to idols. But that's common. It's found throughout scripture. The people turning their back on God. And yet also found throughout scripture and found in the opening verses in the midst of this is God saying to his people, here I am. Here I am. And yet his cries so often went unheard. So how do we get from those opening seven verses to today's passage so full of hope and promise? What happens in between? What happens is this. That God decides that even if his people do not know what it means to be faithful, he does. And so God decides that even with his people turning their back on him from time to time, that he is going to continue to be steadfast and faithful, that he is going to continue to call out over us here still today, here I am. It is God's choice to be faithful that makes today's passage possible. A passage so full of hope and promise, a passage that if, that echoes all the way into Revelation 21, where we are reminded of this promise. That one day God's kingdom will come. And not only will it come, but that God will live with his people. But you know what I found most powerful about today's passage? Is that named specifically in this passage are so many things that can break our hearts. People not having enough to eat. People weeping because people weren't able to live a long life. There's conflict and division. There's anxiety, distress. There's all these things that can weigh us down. And yet, this passage is one full of hope. Because these verses promise us that one day that God will remove these things, that these things are only temporary realities, that they will not last forever. That is the promise in today's passage. And yet... Though we hear this promise and it gives us hope and courage, we still live with these things as current realities. 
we still know the truth of hunger and of the loss of life too young. We are able to look at our world and not only see the brokenness, but we are able to touch it. And when I read today's passage, it gives me so much hope, but at the same time, I don't know what it looks like to imagine a wolf and a lamb at peace with one another because I don't even know what it looks like for us as a people to be at peace with one another without letting ideology or appearance or this or that tear us apart. The passage calls these things former things, things of old, and yet these things are still our current reality. And so when I read this passage, it gives me hope but it also leaves me thirsting for its reality. Sometimes we may ask ourselves, what can we do to bring this about? But the thing is, this vision of what is to come, this promise from God can only be, a bro- can only be brought about by God. And God will bring it about. But it can be so hard for us to wait. Because these things are in our life. These things that cause us to cry out to God, why and how long? We face these things every day and sometimes when we cry out, it's, it feels like God isn't answering. And we can wonder if he even hears us. But hear me when I say that before we cried out, God chose to be faithful. Before we were born, he chose us, he named us, he knew us. Before we asked why, God gave us this promise that these temporary things will go away one day. And one day, God's kingdom full of peace and joy and love will reign in this world. And we will inhabit that. One day, this vision will be our reality. Yet still, we have to wait. So what do we do in this period of waiting? Because we don't have the action steps from Luke 6 last week. All we have is this promise of what will be. Of what God is going to do because he chooses to be faithful. What we do is we choose to sing a new song. 
a song that is different from that of this world where it seems like everything is falling apart all the time. We choose to sing a song of God's faithfulness and God's promises. In the face of brokenness, we sing a song of healing. In the face of utter darkness, we sing a song of light that will never be overcome. In the face of despair, we sing a song of hope. In the face of of division, we sing a song of peace and unity that will one day bind us all together. In the face of brokenness, we choose to sing God's song of faithfulness for us and for one another. A song that when we allow it to, will fill our souls and overflow in our lives so that others can see it. A song that, when we allow it to, will provide for us a firm foundation upon which we can stand firm no matter the storms in life, no matter the broken things that come. The question is whether or not we will choose to sing this song and let it become for us a reality of what God will do. No matter how long we have to wait. So as we sit here, two weeks out of the start of Advent and somehow six weeks from Christmas, We wait. That's what Advent is. It's a time of waiting and anticipation of Christ. So in this time of waiting, what song will we choose to sing? Will we sing God's song of faithfulness? That one day, all the temporary things will be gone. And all that will be left is us living with God. Will we sing that song? In a minute, I'm going to pray. And then the offering baskets will be passed for us to turn in attendance sheets, our offering and commitment cards if you haven't done so yet. And then the band is going to lead us in a final song. And during that final song, I encourage us all, if you feel led to come forward and to pray to do so, to come forward and this pumpkin on the altar table, to write on it or draw on it what it is that you are thankful for to name God's blessings in the face of a broken world. But most importantly, during this time, I want all of us to take seriously the question of what song might God be calling us to sing? 
In what place in our life is there brokenness that God wants us to sing a different song about? So I hope that we all take this time to be with God and to reflect on that song of faithfulness. Let us pray. Lord, we come before you admitting that sometimes it can be so hard to remember your promise. To remember that one day these broken things will be no more, that they are not permanent. Help us to remember what you have promised for us. Help us to remember that in spite of us messing up, and losing sight that you are still calling out to us, here I am, that you still choose to be faithful and it is your faithfulness that is the foundation for everything. So Lord, this day just meet us and help guide us so that each of us can be more faithful. So that each of us can sing a new song in spite of whatever we that you are God, that you are good, that you are in control so that we may take courage and build our